As creative director Amazon Alexa and Devices brand, Sylvia develops the story and the vision for the product. From online experience, packaging, marketing campaigns, media, social media, PR, experiential activation for global customers, this is all she's involved with. So if this all speaks to you, then stay on and listen to this episode of Job Tales. Thank you so much, Silvia, for being here with me at the Job Tales podcast. Today is a very interesting episode, an interview with you, creative director, Amazon Alexa and devices brand. So I'd like to decipher a little bit this long title and see what do you do at your present job? Thank you. Pleasure to be here and help other other people figure out their their career. So if I have to say what I do in one statement, I help companies translating their marketing and sales strategies around a product into meaningful visual experiences for customers, online and offline experiences that drive growth through sales and most importantly, brand love. But the real answer is much longer. Um, <laughs> I, I work on global marketing campaigns to launch new products. As a creative director, we develop a story and a vision for the product. We work on brand identity and visual expression across all customers' touch points. From online experiences, I said, to uh, packaging, to marketing campaigns on media and social media, PR and experiential activations for global customers. And um, as a creative director, you are first and foremost a leader. You have to understand business. You know, one of the myths of my profession is, <laughs> uh, you know, you do beautiful, you, you go just do, you know, beautiful design, but it's not just that. Like we, we really are leaders and really have to understand marketing. Uh, we partner with product managers, software engineers, researchers, and marketing strategists to really understand the data behind customer behaviors and how the product we are selling makes the customer's life better. We partner with marketing to shape that vision behind the product. And with the help of a creative team, we translate strategy into meaningful and sometimes informative, sometimes innovative, visual experiences for customers through a clear communication and, and design. So you really have to be a leader, but also a storyteller, a salesperson. You have to sell mm -hmm. an idea so your colleagues can, in the room, can imagine how that could be executed and drive sales. And you have to earn trust with your peers. And most importantly, you have to be a people person. As a creative director, we manage or supervise a team of creatives, super talented art directors, copywriter, 3D designers, motion designers, sound designers, editors. Uh, wow. and, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot. And, uh, you, a lot. and you're like a conductor. You have to know what each one of those people are doing or can do. And sometimes you have to also manage external production companies that have to uh, help your team execute 
on that vision. Right. Because I was going to ask, uh, you, are, are you, did you start somewhere? Because, you, of course, you're mentioning a lot of different um, professional profiles. Where did you start and then th- that took you to then become a creative director? Yeah, that's that's an excellent question. Uh, everybody start somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I I started as a so I studied design at the European Institute of Design, uh, Instituto okay. Europeo di Design in Rome, and I started. I thought I wanted to be a copywriter, an agency copywriter, okay. um, and I never became one. <laughs> Meaning, um, I was super lucky to get my first job straight out of school, straight out out of design school. It was 2003 and I was hired at Fox International um, when Fox was about to make history and launch its entertainment channels on Sky. And so I was hired as a, a writer producer. That was the role. Now it's probably called like owner video producer. I was tasked with writing trailers and, you know, watch hours and hours of footage, select the best scenes, you know, read the storyline, write a trailer. And then the great thing is that you had to write, but then you also had to like guide the whole process. So you had to pitch it, you had to have it approved from your creative director, then you have to work side by side with an editor, video editor, a sound designer, a graphic designer if graphic motion graphic was involved, and you then you had to ultimately deliver it on air. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it was a lot of responsibility beyond just writing. And that gave me the opportunity to, you know, learn every step of the way, you know, from an idea written on paper to final execution. Okay, that's interesting, because when I think of uh, IED, the European Institute of Design, I'm thinking industrial design. But actually, I understand you studied more on the, you know, video production, writing, and um, another kind of design. Are there different uh, branches? So at that time, they formed you in a way that you could go out, you know, graduate and then join a an advertising agency and, and you know, and do the art director slash copywriter mm, uh, job. But I, I was super lucky that Fox was actually hiring at that time. And so I landed in media and television. And that's how I learned, you know, the video language and 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 sound design and, and general motion language i didn't i didn't learn that in school i see the school gave me the opportunity to have a great portfolio to then go out and show my you know my talent at that time okay and you're it's interesting what you said like your initial idea was something completely else and this is what i would like you know, where I'd like to help young people who are listening to this podcast to understand, like, I have an idea, I have a more or less a feeling of what I want to do in life. And then I take that path and then it changes. So for you, why did you feel that you wanted to become a copywriter? That's a great question. I thought I was, first First off, I've, I've always... I've always been kind of like, you know, as an introverted kid growing up in Sicily, I've always been, um, (laughs) 
you know, I was spending a lot of time alone and just drawing and generally like tell like writing stories. I think a shift happened when when I met someone that uh, worked as a copywriter in an agency. Hmm. And so I thought I wanted to become a copywriter. But then I, I was also, I thought I was, I was missing something on the other side, which was the power of visual Hmm. design. And so I kind of learned both at that time. But then, you know, when you join a company, you're either, you know, you do your own thing as a you know, they, they want to put you in a box somehow. And mm-hmm. so the copywriter is the storyteller, but the copywriter doesn't design. The art director is the one that design and, you know, um, I and, and I wanted to do both. And that's why I got very lucky with Fox International, because as a copywriter, I was also in charge of moving images and shaping a story through images and 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 sound and and graphics and so that kind of like opened it opened my horizon and and possibilities i see and do you do you find that experience you gained at fox is has been um, relevant for your present job oh absolutely because as a as a creative director you have to be able to to understand what each one of your colleagues, creative colleagues are doing or can do. So say you have a project and you definitely need someone that, you know, writes ideas or comes up with with ideas. And so you couple an art director and a copywriter. And then in the execution phase, you definitely need, you know, if there is video involved, you definitely need to collaborate with a with a director, or production company. And then there is the, <laughs> the editing post-production. So it was fundamental to who I am now as a professional, because mm-hmm. at 21, I was literally just running from an edit suite to a sound design <laughs> suite <laughs> to uh, finish up a, a project. So it's really about like always striving to to have those stretch projects. You know, you might yeah. not feel like completely prepared, but then you nail it. Uh, or you fail, but then you learn. So it, it really gave me a, an overview of, you know, what what a creative director actually does, which is, you know, know what other people do and, and or- orchestrate, like be a really right. like a conductor. Like a, right, like an orchestra director. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, giving some uh, concrete examples, you know, for, for whatever you can, of course, you can disclose about um, uh, your, the products that you're uh, dealing with. What would be like a, a daily process in your in your professional life today about Amazon Alexa or uh, other devices that you're dealing with? Yeah. So the the great thing about about my job is that I don't really have a typical work day. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we we have clearly we have a process. So what's exciting about my job is that I you know every day is different. So because we have to move so fast, I am for example I am part of a relatively small team of people from all sorts of background uh, specialized in you know different disciplines from 3d to graphic design motion design we have brand designers brand experts copywriters 
uh, art directors. And all creative directors on my team are really hands-on. So I really enjoy that I get to direct a team uh, or supervise a team, but I also get to do the actual work hands-on. So sometimes we have we have projects kickoffs where we get to know more about a product that is being launched mm-hmm. uh, and the benefits for the customers. This process is usually called a discovery process where we get to know insights and pain points for the customer that leads us to a strategy phase where we closely collaborate with brand strategy and marketing where we really distill key audience and product insights into a creative brief which is our unique source of truth (laughs) the Um, bible of (laughs) the bible for for creatives and marketers uh and when it's done very well like at amazon you know you have laid out the brand purpose of that product and what the end benefit is for for the customer and that drives the rest of the process so the creative brief drives the whole the rest of the process and then you have the design phase where we shape messaging and visuals across the customer experience online uh, which include online and offline so you work on Mm -hmm. brand identity you know then you applied it on packaging offline retail and really across all cultural touch points, you know, media, social media, PR and experiential activations. So uh, mm-hmm. that's that's really exciting. Okay, what's experiential activation? <laughs> experiential activation could be something that, um, for example, you do in person. Uh, it could be, you know, you you rent a park to drive a specific experience around a product that you're launching or you meet the customers where you know your audience where where they are uh, mm-hmm. and you built around it all sorts of experiences uh, so they can actually you know test the product uh, and talk about the product Okay. And uh, you were also mentioning before we started the interview, uh, AI, how does that interact with with the product? So some products I work with are powered by AI. And uh, as a a creative at this very stage, most of our most of our work is actually around clarifying what that specific product and artificial intelligence does for you, okay. normal person. So, um, <laughs> I am a, I am a normal human being, and I have some incredible devices here at home that uh, I control with my voice and my presence. Another really interesting thing about so really you have to create clarity around such a complex concept Mm -hmm. uh and so if people have concerns you know you have people that have concerns about their privacy Mm -hmm. uh and so you have to really clarify how our products work uh and then you know how you can have you know you can mute your button you can do all sorts of things so the you have a a wake word when you want 
specifically Alexa, to interact with you. So right. you have to reassure your customers that they're that they're safe with our products. Okay. Well, there's so many questions I'd like to ask. I would like to, since we're talking about technology, AI, and how does technology affect your your job and your future job? You know, like virtual reality, uh, also cybersecurity, and um, any other future application, uh, you know, in this metaverse that we hear so much about. Yeah, I don't know how the metaverse is going to work. Really interested to see who's mm. going to, you know, how Web3 it's going to actually look like. Mm -hmm. um, what interests me is uh, specifically applications such as, uh, I think it's called Wally, -E, where you basically input uh, some words in a in a in a page on a page in a system like, hey, I want to see aliens having brunch on the Hollywood Hills, and I want to see it in a in a uh, style that it's in a Pablo Picasso style, right? right? So you input those words and after three seconds or five seconds, even less, you get images that are related to <laughs> aliens having brunch in the Hollywood Hills in a Picasso style. So oh it's God. what I love Incredible. is how AI can in the future help us creatives reading laid out uh, it really helping us with brainstorming and ideas that we then can perfection from a design standpoint or how you can train AR, AI, say you're an illustrator, you're, you're, you're training AI to execute illustrations in your style. So that's what fascinates me about AI specifically. Mm -hmm. um, I hope... AI won't take over my job. I don't think I'm going <laughs> to see it in my lifetime. I know that it's uh, it's a possibility. But I think it's going to be really helpful for, for creatives. Do you have a lesson that you've learned over the course of the years that others could benefit from? You know, something that you know now that if you had known sooner or earlier you would have done things differently so i wish someone told me that if you want to have a career as a creative and so you know classic career you start as a copywriter or director or whatever graphic designer video editor and you want to walk up walk up the ladder and become a creative director and lead teams you you have to be a people person Mm. Uh, you have to, you know, not just be excellent at what you do as a as a creative and and innovate. That's actually at the bottom of this uh, of, of the priority list. Know, the priority list. You have to be. You have to be interested in business. You have to do your homework. You have to know your audience. Work on partner with with marketing and strategy, and really be a great storyteller. Because ultimately, you have to sell your idea to a bunch of people that are not creatives, mm -hmm. and they have to really be able to imagine what you're telling them and how the product will perform thanks to your idea, your team's idea. 
And so be really prepared to explain why the idea works for that audience, how it delivers against their needs, and uh, how that idea adds meaning and how it ladders up to the brand. So really, you need to be good at all this. Uh, so stop being, you know, I don't want to say stop being an introvert because <laughs> I am an introverted person, but, you know, get out of your cubicle, get out of your room and go out, create partnerships, see what's up, hear ideas, ideas and strategies and read a lot of, you know, leadership and, and business books, be interested beyond just design. Mm-hmm. And also another thing is be open to criticism receive feedback and in a, in a positive way and be able to pivot your ideas and maintaining the same exact level of uh, bar raising creative. I see. That's excellent. Yeah. Did advice. I say too many things? No, it's good. Yeah. The more, the better. <laughs> <laughs> so any other advice you could give to the people who are listening, like who would like to enter your line of work? I would say, you know, a lot of creatives didn't go to school, didn't go to design school. I think a lot of successful creatives didn't. But what I'm seeing, the trend that I'm seeing is, say you're, you don't know exactly what to do, you're a creative person, really read what the job posts are looking for. Most of the job posts I read require a a bachelor degree uh, hmm. or an MBA sometimes is just crazy. Wow, really? um, so I think it's really important to, if you can go to school, have, you know, one of the greatest things about the European Institute of Design, which was very different from other schools, is that your teachers were actual professionals. And so you could, you know, you had homework, but Also, you had a figure there ready to help you uh, Mm. to explain how the industry works. And and at the end of the day, you really have to have a beautiful portfolio that shows your creative talent and go out and sell yourself. Right. Yeah, no, it's definitely, uh, it's great actually that you could do that because... uh, Oftentimes, schools uh, are quite detached from real-life <laughs> professions. Yes, yeah, yes so that, that's, absolutely. That's awesome. Maybe that's also why uh, the IED is so successful. The, uh, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Now that's great. And um, very fun thing to ask is like, what do you enjoy most about your profession that you cannot, you know, renounce? Yeah, I mean, there is a lot <laughs> that I enjoy Probably storytelling, the storytelling and create something from scratch is what excites me. Mm. Um, You know, from from research to the creative inception and execution, there are myriads of steps and building blocks until final execution. Yeah. So this is what what I love. It's uh, the story that you build around the customers and the benefits for the customers brand love and i actually like the the process so you have to drive concepting and consensus until the end 
I love the fact that I work with so many disciplines. So, you know, photographers, directors, sound designers, musicians. I love that. And I love to learn every day from, from people. And I also love that marketing is always changing. So, you know, you have to, some people my age don't know how TikTok works. Yeah. And so, <laughs> including <it's>, me. It, <laughs> exactly. And what, you, you know, adapt. what's trending. Yeah. You yeah. need to adapt constantly and that keeps you, you know, young at heart. That's true. Yeah. It keeps you fresh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And never, never lower the guard because God knows, uh, you know, what's going to come uh, next decade or even like next year. <laughs> Forget about the decade. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The speed is definitely uh, uh, very interesting uh, nowadays. I don't know if you have other comments you would like to make. I've done my round of questions and I'm very satisfied for, uh, for all your answers. And I thank you very much for this. So Oh, thank you. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. Thank you for doing what, what you do. It's really important for for people, for, for younger people. I would say, you know, you're a young creative or want to be a creative. Really try to get that build up professional portfolio. Uh, always be curious and, and learn and don't be afraid of, of failure because that's gonna failure is good for you <laughs> uh, and if you are in a in an agency or a you know or part of a corporation if you want to grow always ask don't be afraid to ask for stretch projects that can you know excite you and just take it from there excellent thank you Silvia Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Good luck for the rest of uh, your career. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> You're listening to Job Tales, the podcast that helps you figure out the job of your life. Or jobs, plural, as nothing in life is set in stone. I will be happy to receive your suggestions for who should be my next guest. Speak soon and bye from Laura. <laughs>